She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. listening to episode 46 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, my co-host Emily and I are joined by Haley of Story Brewers to play their new game, which is currently on Kickstarter, Alas for the Awful Sea. Alas for the Awful Sea is a Powered by the Apocalypse game set in the 18th century British Isles. It's a game of poverty, politics, tough life, and strange magical things come to life. You can find it on Kickstarter now through February 22nd. And now we're going to thank some of our wonderful Patreon backers. Troy the Cypher Pitchelman. Thanks, Troy. And Nick Dr. Not-So-Strange Daily. Thank you so much. Welcome to She's a Super Geek. Yay! Yay! Tonight, we are here with Haley from Story Brewers because we want to play her and Veronica's uh, new game that is currently on Kickstarter, which is called Alas, Alas for, for the, the Awful, Awful sea. sea, which is, it seems really cool. We're going to play it, you guys. Haley, can you tell us a little bit about the game and why it is awesome and everyone should go and throw some more money on it? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I can. So Alas for the Awful Sea is a game of myth, mystery, and crime set in the 19th century British Isles and in this game you are playing a ship's crew that sails around the British Isles dealing with the problems that arise from the poverty and the politics and the power plays and also dealing with the forces of the beyond which is sort of the mystical and mythical element of the setting as well that comes from the folklore of the area. Basically, we're really excited to play this Yeah, game. this is a history major nerd's dream. <laughs> yeah. Raise your hand if you're a history major. <laughs> Yay! Everybody on the podcast raises their hand, because this is an audio so we're medium. Awesome. <laughs> we, I guess we do have to define that. Visual <laughs> gags don't usually work very well. <laughs> yes, so Emily and I have mostly defined our characters. Emily, do you want to introduce your character first? Sure. I am playing the mercenary. I have named her Patience Montague. And we are adding on to that. Haley, what are you actually calling these additions, the lover and the clansman? What are they called? They're called descriptors. Descriptors. Thank you. Yep. Which is a really cool thing that just got added into Alas for the Awful Sea because they passed a stretch goal. So we awesome. are the first people to play with them. <laughs> well, I am. my descriptor is the lover. I am in love with this adorable idealist. Uh, His name is uh, Finley McMichaels, and he works as a a blacksmith's journeyman in whatever town we're going to or we are already in. Yeah, cool. I mean, I I can jump in and explain where you guys are. That might be useful. Yeah, that might help. Yeah. Yeah. Bypassed so that entirely. I probably should have done that a bit earlier. Um, so you guys are in the Hebrides, which is a remote island chain off the coast of Scotland. And you live in the Outer Hebrides, just sort of the more remote part of the Hebrides. And there's lots of land there, which is great for growing kelp. And Finlay lives in the Inner Hebrides. Okay. 
on an island. So he lives in basically the most remote part of the Inner Hebrides, uh, on an island just off the Inner Hebrides. And you have just sailed across from the Outer Hebrides to the Inner Hebrides to pick up Finlay and take him back to where you live. So that's... That is where you are now. That's exciting. He knows I'm coming, I hope. Otherwise, this is going to be a little awkward. Yeah, he (laughs) definitely knows you're coming, but you guys uh, have arranged to meet in the middle of the night. So you're, you're doing this in a clandestine way. Which might have been Auntie Jenkins' idea, actually. I don't know. Yeah. Was it? Speaking yeah, of being it clandestined, was. it was. Let me introduce mm-hmm. you to a member of my clan. <laughs> Senda, <laughs> tell was, us about. That was terrible. Senda, tell us about Auntie Jenkins. <laughs> All right. Well, I am playing Auntie Jenkins, and she, she's a weathered, sinewy lady of indeterminate age with stormy eyes. Um, She's been in the clan for as long as most people can remember, so no one really remembers how old she is, and no one but her brother, who is the head of the clan, actually remembers her first name. So everyone just calls her Auntie. Auntie Jenkins. Mm -hmm. Good. I've come with you to keep you safe, because, you know, there's many things between heaven and earth these days. Yep. That's the reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. So at the bottom of your sheets, there's a relationship section. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you guys picked a relationship with each other from that section? Just one out of those four? I- Not yet. Um, I did. No, okay. We're, we're- so, Patience, what is your relationship, or what relationship did you pick for Auntie Jenkins? Auntie Jenkins has fought by my side before, and I trust her implicitly. Great. So which what's an occasion that comes to mind where that happened? Well, I'm a mercenary. I'm not a sailor, but I often get paid to to go along on, on merchant ships. And uh, Auntie Jenkins is usually my my connector there. And so there was one time where she got me this job on a ship and we were attacked by pirates Here I was thinking Auntie Jenkins was this, you know, kind of wizened old woman who can't handle herself. And uh, all of a sudden she like punches this pirate dead in the face and he just blacks out one punch. And ever since then, I've just had immense respect for her (laughs) and implicit trust. That's awesome. That's so cool. I don't know if it was a lucky punch, but... It happened. Oh, it no. left its its effect on the pirate and on <laughs> your perception of yes. Auntie Jenkins. Oh no! Yeah, that pirate <laughs> never forgot her. Nothing, <laughs> nothing I do is about luck. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say uh, patience because this is funny because your name is Patience. Patience is too impulsive. <laughs> They are dangerous oh, to have around. <laughs> so why do you? Why does Auntie Jenkins think that? Um, That's totally how I was going to play her. That's why I chose that name. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I got this. So the thing with patience is that ever since she was uh, just a wee little lass, she uh, she was always just running around without thinking about anything. She was oh god, I'm doing an accent. That was really good. And, and then you it's started fine. thinking about it's just, it. 
It's just that it's not going to stay like that. It's going to morph like all over the place like it does. So I'm <laughs> terribly sorry to all of the people I'm going to offend. Um, <laughs> since she was a wee lass and she was running around and she would go running off down the docks and she'd go straight up to the edge of the dock and she'd almost fall in and then I'd be like, patience, you stop that girly. And then she would you know, just barely stop, but you don't just go running into the sea. You don't do that because you never know what's going to come from the sea. So, so I don't know, ever since she's been a wee lass, I've always thought she was very, very impulsive. And I don't know about this Finley fellow, but I'm going to come along because, you know, I got to keep my family safe. It's, uh, it's fair enough. Cool. Quote unquote, protect. Yeah, protect you. I'm... <laughs> A good time to jump over and hear a bit more about your relationship with Finley Patience. So we've heard a bit about Finley. He's an idealist and a blacksmith journeyman. What does Finley look like? Finley is adorable. He is uh, short with dark hair, but he's also, you know, he works as a blacksmith, so he's pretty ripped. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're going to make up your own guy, why not? And he's he's very kind. And he's he's not just kind when it's easy. He is a genuinely kind person. And he's he also has a bit of an artistic streak. So he's essentially not the opposite of patience, but he has a lot of qualities that that patience likes in other people or that she maybe wishes that she had for herself. It was his kindness that that drew her toward him because patience is not known for being kind, but it is an attractive quality. Awesome. Uh, During this adventure, it will be incumbent upon me to play Finley. So if there's any time you want to chip in with what Finley would or wouldn't do, please feel free. Uh, So how did you meet him and how did you fall in love? It's a great question. (laughs) Uh, We met in his hometown when we were sailing. We had a repair that needed to be done on the ship. And I also needed a repair done on... I needed my rapier rebalanced. Yep. And Mm -hmm. the blacksmith thought that it was... He was... Well, the blacksmith was really busy. His apprentice didn't know anything about it. So he brought out the journeyman, Finley, who's adorable. And it's rare to meet somebody who's a bit of an idealist, who is very kind and also knows how to, you know, sharpen and rebalance a rapier properly. So I, it wasn't, it wasn't quite love at first sight, but it was definitely, there was an attraction at first sight and just constantly going back to that town on our way to and from all of our adventures I've kind of sought him out and we've hung out together. That's awesome. You know, and so it's been a pretty naturally evolving relationship. What was the name of that town? Glenshire. Glenshire. Great name for a town. That's the name of the town from Avalon. I'm sorry. I couldn't think of any. (laughs) No, that's cool. So Finley (laughs) used to live uh, in Glenshire uh, where he was training as a blacksmith and he's now gone to live with his family, the McMichaels and the Hebrides. Awesome. Yes. So I think we already canvassed why you're in love with Finley and what you love about him. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
So let's go back over to Auntie Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So Auntie Jenkins, do you want to tell us a bit about your clan? The Jenkins clan. Yes. <laughs> yes. The uh the Jenkins. See the accent is gone now. I don't know how to <laughs> I can't make it stay. Uh <laughs> So, yes, the Jenkins clan, Clan Jenkins, which is such a not a, not a Scottish name, is it? I don't know, maybe. It Jenkins. is now. It is now. The thing they prize most above all is, is uh, stability and basically uh, taking care of their family. You always have to take care of the whole clan as one. So stability for the clan is very important to us. It's uh, it's definitely the thing that we we spend the most time and effort on is making sure that we're we're creating stability for ourselves and for the next generation. The thing that we fear the most is destruction from the sea. So the sea both gives us some of our livelihood in terms of our fishing and our the islands on which we hold land, and it it's also the storms can can be very destructive, and we're constantly on the lookout not only for the storms but. Also other things that some of these young'uns haven't experienced from the sea. There's destruction can come from the sea. We do tend to be a little bit prone to anger. <laughs> Sometimes they have a little bit of a temper on us. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's not just you, Patience. <laughs> it's all of us. It's okay, love. It's okay, love. It's just a family trait. <laughs> Special occasions are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and the one other thing that we pass down through the family as a tradition is you tap three times on a doorknob for luck as you leave the room. Cool. One, so two, three, for luck. What an old superstition. It's, it's tradition, child. <laughs> uh, since um, stability is so important and taking care of the family is so important, that makes total sense why you went with patience to help retrieve Finley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Yes, I've got to make sure that she stays safe. It's very important. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a bit about the evictions? Yes, so so we used to use some of the lands in the uh, the inner Hebrides. Uh, we used to use them for... Um, we sublet the land, so my brother, who was the head of the clan, he would sublet the land to uh, um, farmers... And what they would do is uh, we would get their, the, a share of their yield of kelp and they would dry it into soda ash for us. And then uh, we sell the soda ash to the factories for making glass and soap. And then uh, about two years ago in 1822, see, whew, it's starting to wander. <laughs> in 1822, the price of kelp, it just crashed through the floor. And uh, it fell from like 22 pounds a ton to two pounds a ton. And so to avoid bankruptcy, my brother, he sent me over here to help uh, evict all the tenant farmers because we needed to turn the land into uh, sheep farming so that we could sustain ourselves. As Like we said, it's very important that we stay stable for the families. It was very unfortunate. Mm. And, um, and, you know, they, uh, they still had crops in the ground when they came over, but uh, we had to... I had to kick them out. This uh, became an us or them kind of situation, and, and we just we had to do it. It wasn't good. So what were you doing during the eviction process? What, what was your approach? Well, you know, I, I, I've known a lot of these folks, um, not real well, but I've known some of them for a while, and 
And, you know, as Auntie Jenkins is just me. So, you know, go knocking on the door and and explain the situation to them. And, you know, some of them got a little upset. But uh, when it comes right down to it, they're all pretty young compared to me. Nobody really remembers how old I am. So, you know, just like a parent can put down her foot when the child is throwing a tantrum, then Auntie Jenkins and put down her foot when the family is saying, no, no, I can't leave. Well, that's fine. You know... We made sure to help them pack their things, you know, so that we weren't just sending them out into the street with nothing, but didn't have a lot of time. We had to get that converted over to sheep pretty quick. It was gonna, it was gonna ruin us very quickly not to have that income. So I did, uh, you know, I got into a couple of little brawls with some folks who were um, yelling and cursing and... You know what you do with a child? You just you outlast them as stubborn, and then I just outlasted those buggers. Great. They probably won't be friends with me again, but so it is. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. So with that, we might get to the game. Just a couple of things before we start off. Obviously, you guys are really familiar with Apocalypse World. Um but like as always, like let me know if you want to read a situation or read another or another's thoughts as it's called in this game or sense the beyond. Another thing to keep in mind is in this game, unlike a lot of Apocalypse World games, harm and healing is realistic. So basically, if you are shot in the head, you will just die. If you are shot in the arm, Noted. you will be very close to dead. And if you shoot someone else in the head, they will just die. That part's normal. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, good. <laughs> so a- as uh, players in this system, you are slightly more competent than the average person, but not heaps. As this begins, uh, you have just sailed the six-hour journey northeast across the Minch to the island where Finley McMichaels lives to take him back to live with you. And it's night, and you're sitting on in your fishing boat, in the moonshine, waiting. It's a fair-sized boat, and it's usually crewed with three, with a small skiff attached to it for getting back to shore. But, Annie Jenkins, you thought since it's only a short journey and you're quite experienced, it should be fine with two people. Absolutely. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Well, and I'm I'm competent enough to help with a, you know, shorter, easier journey. You don't want me out when it's a hurricane, but... I've been and on boats for a while. Definitely. And love, by the time we go back, we're going to have three. So it's okay. That's true. Uh, so what are you talking about while you're sitting there in the dark waiting for Finley? So you know how those stars go, yeah? Patience. What? Patience, the North Star. You remember how to find the North Star, right? Yeah, it's that one right there. Yes. I'm just making sure we're sailing at night, you know? It's like the emergency stop here, girl. I'll be fine as long as we're together. Well, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying a lot could happen on the sea. It's a nighttime on the sea. And while I know it's fine for me, I don't know about a young lass like you. (sighs) Just feel like you're a little impetuous on these things sometimes, girl. Great. About the sea? No, about your life. Ah, you don't like Finley. <laughs> yes, I, what, I don't understand. 
Do you love the man? You love the man? I do. Are you sure? You sure he's still gonna love you? Are well, you sure he's coming? He knows I'm a mercenary. Uh, so he better at least show up in person. Cool. Uh, so this is a great time. As you're sitting there having this discussion, you're surprised to see three figures silhouetted against the silver moonlight. And none of them are Finley. And Auntie Jenkins, you realize straight away this is not a good sign. Uh, what do you do? Patience? Yeah. Yes, Auntie. I probably don't say yeah if it's in the <laughs> century. Yeah, yes. And treat your elders with respect, child. Yes, Auntie. Um, <laughs> Look, none of those is Finley, is it? Uh, no, Finley is, uh, he's fairly short. All right, well, you get down for a moment, would ya? Okay. Just scrunch, scrunch, scrunch. Down in the boat. There you go. Ahoy the shore! We're looking for Finley. It doesn't look like that's any of you folks. What can we do for ya? There's, there's three people there. Two of them look male and the third one female. And, uh, Auntie Jenkins, you think you recognize the tallest one? Uh, from the evictions, uh, who shouts back, We're wanting a word with you and your clansmen. Won't you come ashore and talk? Or perhaps we may come aboard, but we have no boat, you see. Well, we're here on a bit of a mission. Uh, it's got a bit of a time frame on it, you know. So, possibly we could save this for another occasion. I think you'll find that what we want to talk about is the very reason you're here. I told you he didn't want to come, girl. <laughs> but he would have told me when I, I asked him if he wanted to come. He's not, he's not somebody who's just going to tell a girl that he wants to marry her if he's not going to then show up. Are you sure? Yes, of course I'm sure. All right, well, because what I'm saying is I'm not really sure how friendly these people are. So if you want to go into shore and we can talk to them, I guess we can go talk to them, but... I, uh, I'm just a little, I'm a little worried. I mean, are they, are they McMichaels? Who are they? Well, they, they look like McMichaels, yeah. Are you That's stereotyping what McMichaels look like? <laughs> yes, they're all short and they all have that brawny look like they're all going to be blacksmiths when they grow up. <laughs> Except for that taller one who's slightly <laughs> taller. It's still the same look. Look at their kilts shining in the moonlight. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. They just yell out. We know you're after Finley. Finley has told us he means to be leaving here with you. Oh, I'm going to come Why up did they from tell her that? <laughs> being scrunched down. And uh, I'm going to yell out, yes, he's leaving with us. It was his idea. No sibling of mine leaves with one of the Jenkins. Not after what's been done to our family. Auntie? Uh, yes, child? <laughs> Do I know about the evictions? You would know that they took place. I feel like... Okay. Because I feel like I was probably out mercenarying really mm. hard to make some extra coin. <laughs> mercenarying? <laughs> I don't... What, what is the verb of mercenary? <laughs> I don't know, working? <laughs> oh, fine. That's a lot less descriptive. <laughs> Auntie, how many people did we oust 
Well, it was the it was the whole island child. <laughs> so, so you know there was some folks involved. It's not one of our prouder moments as a clan. And he yells out, so you can go home, or if you want to come and ashore, you can discuss it with us. I'm not leaving without Finley. All right, fine. <laughs> into the stoop with you. Into this, into this skiff with you. Do you want me to go alone? Well, no. I'm, I'm happy ca- to go alone. You're not going alone. Just, look, get in the skiff. We'll go. Just you, keep your eye open. Okay, great. So you guys get into the skiff and you row into the shore. And as you do, three McMichaels sort of like stand cutting you off from going further into the island and um, surround the skiff. And you can see further in from the shore in the distance a patch of lights illuminating a sort of ramshackle dwelling with a wisp of chimney smoke sort of spiralling up into the sky. And when you get out of the boat, they say, Well, you mean to leave with Finley? It won't be happening. Let us have no more words. Finley is not for you. Agnes, and he gestures to the woman uh, who's with him, who's sort of a a short, typically short, typically dark-haired, McMichael with razor blue eyes will be Finley's wife. So get you hence if you'll be going quiet, then quiet it shall be. But if not, it's your own death you'll be making. And he puts one foot down on the skiff so it's not easy for you to pull out. I pull out my revolver. Patience, child. What are you doing there? You don't need to get into a fight with these nice, nice people. Are you sure you're in love with Finley anyway? Look at this nice young lass. She looks like a great <laughs> match for him. <laughs> okay, Auntie, do you know something about Finley that I don't? Because <laughs> that would have been really helpful to know about eight hours ago. Can I sense what's beyond? <laughs> yeah, you can totally sense what's beyond. But just before you do, I just want to know, Patience, what are you doing with your revolver when you pull it out? Hmm. Uh, You know what I think? I think you get it halfway out and then I put my hand on it. Yes. So you don't quite manage to get it all the way out and point it at anyone. Right. I'm I'm just trying to intimidate them because once I think once we get on the island and find Finley, it will be a lot easier to sort of get off and get away. It's... Obviously, Finley's been detained, maybe tied up, maybe, you know, maybe locked some up somewhere. We don't know, but he may have just changed his mind. Then he would have come here and said that to my face because he's not stupid. Awesome. So, Patience, I'm going to get you to roll to intimidate. But before we do Great. that, Auntie Jenkins, let's have you roll to sense the beyond. Do oh I always forget oh damn that's a one on that die okay five six seven a seven so you uh, what are you trying to sense the beyond about and how do you sense the beyond two questions right um actually what I do is um I'm still I'm still uh we're still very close to the actual tide line so I take a a little bit of a step back and as I do the um the tide actually comes up and and washes just barely around the back of my boot mm-hmm. heel and it's when the water touches that I get those flashes 
of great, great, you know, what's going on. And think like she she asked me specifically if I knew something about Finley. Right. I'm not so much looking for Finley as that, you know, it's moonlit, it's dark, yeah. and I am constantly both, you know, thankful and leery of the sea. Yeah. And these three people are standing here at the edge of the sea and it it feels like a it feels like a situation that could be wrought with other things to me. Yeah, great. Okay. So as you step back and you your foot touches into the water, you notice a number of silver fish uh, swimming and sort of nibbling at your boots. And these look strange. You haven't seen them before. Um, And then suddenly you find yourself thinking back on the evictions and you you remember this tall, one of the McMichaels, his name is Marcus McMichael, was one of the main people who refused to leave along with his father, and for some reason the memory of the shouting row that you had with the McMichaels just flashes back into your mind as the fish touch your skin. Patience. Uh, I rolled uh, two natural ones, and even with my <laughs> plus two, that's still a four. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> so, um... I am beside myself with anger. Mm. So Marcus takes a step forward and pushes you. And says, unless you want to take on the McMichaels, get gone. And he sort of shoves you towards the skiff. Finley's not coming with you. If you want to fight me, I'll fight. I'm going to make a move to punch him unless Auntie stops me. Because I can think of many other things that we could do, but (laughs) patience isn't thinking of them. Yeah, Annie Jenkins, what are you going to do in that case? I am... (laughs) All the other things we could do, I'm really bad at. Just so you know, Emily. Like, I'm really not good well, at Well, I was, things. I mean, I was thinking uh, that we would go back to the boat, pretend like we're leaving, wait until it seems like everybody's asleep, sneak on, find Finley, and leave. It I probably mean, that, won't be that smooth, but... No, but we can, but it seems like a logical thing to do, because getting into an actual fight with these people is totally not my goal. Right. And we're on their land. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I have my one hand on your revolver and you like start to, to throw your other hand out and I'm going to try to stop you from throwing that punch and talk mm. you down. <laughs> Auntie, let me go. Patience, 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 patience. I don't know why they named you that. It's very confusing. Patience. <laughs> be patient. You'll you get back on the be- boat. No, I'm not getting on the boat. No, I'm not you get leaving back on the boat, girl. You get back on the boat. You get back on the boat. You get back on the boat, girl. In in my mind, you're able to because patience is fairly angry. You're able to kind of finagle her Just back into the skiff and then push turn off her really around quickly. and like, yeah. <laughs> like dump her in unceremoniously. Great. You've got, like, one foot on her, like, stomach to keep her down (laughs) as you're, like, quickly rowing. We'll just be leaving now, friends. It was a good midnight talk with y'all, but uh, thank you for your your kind words and hospitality and and many blessings on the the happy couple. They're going to marry him to that blue-eyed shrew. We're going to be leaving now, and we're going to be leaving. Aren't we now, Patience? (laughs) No. Okay. I'm not leaving. So when you say that, <laughs> Agnes turns around 
and is like, blue-eyed shrewd, do you have any idea what you've put Finley through, what your clan has put this family through? And then Marcus glares at you, Auntie Jenkins, and says, get out of here, and if you come back, we're not going to be so gentle for what you've done to my family and to my father. There'll be no love between your clan and mine. And he pushes the skiff out. Well, all right, well, then. It's a I little thought, late for that. You know, I thought I did a pretty reasonable job of making sure you at least had all your things instead of just burning the place to the ground around your ears. We have nothing. Bef- your family doesn't care. And now we don't even have a father. Auntie, did you kill somebody again? <laughs> again? <laughs> you have no, you don't, you don't have any idea about this um oh i have no recollection of this i don't know what they're talking about it's fine these people are clearly upset we're gonna give them some time to calm down great so you guys rowing back to the boat and you're gonna wait Mm -hmm. um for them to sort of go back to the house yeah we're gonna wait and see if they do okay i'm gonna make it look like i'm like readying the boat to turn around yeah so they stand there watching you. You get the sense they're waiting for your boat to leave before they're going to move. Hmm. Uh, but you do know that there are other places to land on the island. They're just tougher. Wait, patience. Patience. We're going to have to go around a different side, child. You mean we're not actually leaving? Do you want to actually leave? I would love to leave. I just felt like no. you probably weren't going to let me leave. I'm not leaving without Finley. All right, well, you gotta stop acting like so crazy and use your brains. What are you trying to say, Auntie? Well, I'm saying you gotta use your head. I'm just gonna poke her really hard in the forehead (laughs) instead of your heart and poke her really hard in the chest. (laughs) Great. So are you guys gonna look for a different place to land? Yes. Yeah. How are you gonna find find the, uh, the best place? So, uh, I have some experience being an old sea Mm -hmm. dog like I am, um, reading the currents around various islands. So I'm basically going to start slowly going around the side of the island, hoping that I find the right kind of eddy that would tell me there's, there's like a, a little inlet or a bay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take you long, um, to find somewhere (laughs) you can land your ship. It's, uh, not too difficult to pull the ship up there. The problem is it's um, at the bottom of some fairly steep cliffs, and you could easily get up and down them, but it would take you quite. It takes quite a long time. So easy, to, like you could take the time to get up, but not a great place for a hurried escape. <laughs> Which we might have to make. One could always hope and dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do Trust that. Trust to the sea. You never know. The sea gives. The sea takes away. Yeah. Cool. I'm not diving off of a cliff. Not diving off a cliff in the middle of the night in the dark onto what could be sharp rocks, but we're not entirely sure. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes. See, now you're using your head. <laughs> Poke. <laughs> cool. Ow, auntie. <laughs> so you head up the cliffs, and from the top of yeah. the cliffs, you can uh, see from another angle the house that you made out earlier. It's a bit closer than it was before. Uh, it looks like there's lights coming from inside, and... Um, you can just dimly see in the glow there is a light outside of somebody keeping watch. 
What do you do? All right, patience. Well, I got to tell you, as as much as I am not always a fan of your tactics, this is much more your department than mine. I can get you there on the sea, but uh, what are you going to do from here, child? You think Finley's in that house? How big is this island? It's not, it's quite small. It's not so small that you can see from one end to the other, but you get the sense that from looking that most of the rest of the island is either, uh, it looks like there's a failed, somebody started to try and plant crops, but it's not going too well up one side. And the other side looks mostly like brush, which is not really inhabitable or useful. I think I would like to read the situation. Definitely, you can do that. Eight, that's better. Eight, so you can ask two of the questions. What's my best way in, way out, or way past? So you can see from there that the dwelling only has one entryway. It's sort of like a ramshackle dwelling that hasn't been put together so well. It looks like the the best materials weren't available to them. So the two options that you would really have is either to lure or get rid of the person at the front and go in through the front door, or there may be some rotting wood you could, you could break open to be able to communicate with whoever's inside, even if you can't get in. What here is not what it seems. So you can make out a spot from the back direction of the house. From your mercenary training um, patients, you're quite familiar with sort of slit holes and ways for people to look out. And you're really surprised to see that um, it looks like somebody has recently carved a slit through the back of the house so they would be able to see more clearly around the place, even though you, you didn't make it out on first sight. I will pass all of this on to Auntie. All right. Well, you th- do you think Finley's actually in that house? I'm just going to say, I mean, what if he's not even on the island? We might as well just pack up and go home. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you have to keep us in the game now. I know. So. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Auntie, we can't leave. We have to get Finley. He has to come back with us. Well, okay, I guess. It... <sighs> Auntie, I'm I not love sh- him. I'm not sure why you're so attached. Really, child. I mean, okay, you, you don't get know a, him like I do. A blacksmith is a dime a dozen. No, they're not. Not kind blacksmiths with dreamy eyes. Now it's the eyes again. Oh, I don't need to hear about his eyes again. But they're they're the color of the sea after a storm. He's able to look right at you and yet see the truth instead of what you portray. He'll be a great member of our clan, Auntie. Well, I'm just saying you're going to a lot of work to get him. I don't know how this is going to go. Are you willing to wi- you risk life and limb? Because I'm not sure his family is going to be very pleased if they discover us here. I'm willing. Are you? I promised my brother I'd protect you, child, and so I am. Just don't do anything too dumb. Dumb. When have I, I ever done that anything accent? that's dumb? Well, flashback to. <laughs> <laughs> 
flashback to Patience is like 15, <laughs> chopping wood and like nearly chops off her thumb. <laughs> or right. Something like Andy comes in like, no. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you're outside the house. You can see the fires lit inside, smoke wafting out of the chimney, and someone right. is outside the front with a lantern. In the distance from where you had originally moored the boat before you moved it around to the cliffs, you can also see the sign of a lantern moving closer. So you think that perhaps they are satisfied that you've left, but you're worried that they might be coming back to the house. Okay, that's, that's probably the three who came out to meet us. Look, if you want to go try and talk to him through that wee slit in the back that you were telling me about, now is the time. But do, you, do you think that that's where he is? Or do you think that's where they're keeping an eye out? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. You could go look in. My old bones are not really for crawling along this ground. If you want to sneak up to it, you're going to have to do it. <laughs> All right, I think that I am acting under pressure. Yeah, that's right. If you're trying to get to the house to look in through the slot without being seen. Yes, so I am trying to maneuver the opposite way that the people with the lanterns are coming and also away from the person out front to get just up to that back slit. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Ten! Woo! Woo. Nice, nice. (laughs) So do you want to describe how you managed to evade everyone? The cliffs aren't smooth, and it's not a smooth transition from, like, the rock in the... The rock that makes up the cliffs to the more... I use the rocks that are in the cliff to hide, basically, behind. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get around close to the back so that if you kind of drew uh you could draw like almost a 90 degree line between the people who are walking and me so that the house is in between us and then I sneak up from there cool so you reach the house and you find the peephole and you manage to take a look in from the side angle so you can see in and no one can see you looking in and what you see is just a pair of eyes as blue as the sea after a storm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and these eyes are unmistakable. These are Finley. It's Finley's eyes. Do I see anybody else? It's difficult for you to see fully into the house, but you don't think that you do. Then I will I will whisper very quietly, Finley. Patience. You're still here. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you still wanted to come. I'm sorry, I <laughs> I told my family I, I couldn't leave without telling them. And they, and they locked me well, in here. So you want to come with me? Well, well, yes. Okay, great. That is what I needed to know. <laughs> is there... Uh, how many people are in there with you? It's me and my sister. Well, I mean, I, when I say locked, the door's open, but they said I couldn't leave. And I didn't want to hurt anybody. No, of course you don't want to hurt anybody, but 
you're an adult. You can just walk out the front door. Auntie and I are here. We've got a ship. We can leave right away. We can leap from the cliffs. <laughs> We're not going to leap from the cliffs. <laughs> um, I'm not there. Sorry. Yeah. He says, God, Joe's God. out the front. He's got a revolver. Well, so do I. Well, what are you going to do? Don't hurt him. He's my brother. Well, no, I don't want to hurt anybody. But I just... Look, I know... I know my clan has fallen on some hard times and had to make difficult decisions and and maybe your clan doesn't feel like we treated you right, but I love you, Finley. What do you think I should do? Can you try to distract Joe? So my my plan is if you can get him to turn around to look into the house, maybe I can knock him out and then we can take off running before the others get back. Okay. That's all I got right now, says Emily. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I no. don't want to shoot him in the head. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it my best shot. Uh, I'll try. And um, you can hear him call out, Joe, come in here. I've... I've changed my mind. I want to talk to you. And the lantern at the front of the house gets put down and there's a footstep as somebody walks inside and and you can hear the conversation. It's like everything you said before was right, you know. I, I can't leave you. It wouldn't be right, etc. All right. I want to sneak up on joe because i i kind of assume the door's still open and just give him a quick hit to the back of the neck to knock him out that's the seize by force roll haha see (laughs) your area good i'm good at brawn yeah oh good we're both just brawny huh I didn't know you were good at brawn. That's okay. I, I'm, of course I'm good at brawn. I'm an old sea dog. I, yes. I thought you were going to be good at beyond. I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Seize my force. Nine. Woo. Nice, nice. So on a nine, um, you get to pick two of the four options. Would I need to inflict terrible harm to knock him out? Is that one of no, them? No, no. If you inflicted terrible harm, you would, like, knock him out to the point of he's not getting up for a long time. <laughs> so you oh, don't yeah, need to do that just I... to knock him out. <laughs> that would be, yeah. yeah. Well, if I if I could, I would definitely like to, I mean, knock him out if that's a given. If I can sort of frighten the, at least the sister, mm-hmm. if not the other people, and then take hold of Finley. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So and and I'm happy to take li- I'm happy to take harm because of this. Yeah, no worries. So taking a definite hold of the situation uh, means that you'll be able to knock him out, and yeah, you can definitely frighten the uh, remaining sister. So do you want to explain um, what happens? And I think what happens is his revolver shoots you in the hand during the course of the conflict. Ooh. Can I say it's the hand? My left hand, since yes. I'm right-handed. Yes, you can. So that I can still shoot my revolver. Yeah. <laughs> and use my rapier if necessary. Yeah, and yeah. Cool. 
Finley is talking to Joe. They are close to the the door that leads outside, and so I am able to to creep in pretty well, but just as I get inside and I'm I'm sort of getting ready to to take out Joe, the sister sees me and uh, makes some sort of noise that alerts him to to me. And he's he's a little nervous. He's a little trigger happy. So he kind of half turns and his gun goes off sort of half meaning to half not. And it uh, takes off a chunk of my hand with it. And that just makes me mad <laughs> and <laughs> right. yeah it's just like one strong blow to the back of the head and then with my non-bloodied hand i grab finley's hand and mm. um i'm gonna look to the sister and say tell the others not to bother coming after him and then i grab his hand and we run out enjoyed episode 46 of she's a super geek if you liked what you heard please consider backing us on patreon at patreon.com slash sasgeek you can also leave us a rating or review on itunes which will make us super super happy and giddy alas for the awful sea is available on kickstarter right now through february 22nd if you're interested in the game please consider checking it out you can find more from the story brewers at story brewers on twitter hey are you going to dreamation let me know. Drop me a line on Twitter. I will be there too. I would love to see everyone and maybe play some games. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, tour dates, and merchandise at kieranstrange.com or follow on Twitter for news and updates at Kieran Strange. We'll see you in two weeks for our next adventure. I'm ready. I'm waiting on the battleground. She's a rock.